Yo, 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 whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. By the end of this episode, you will thank me. <laughs> you will be ready to create three specific plans, but you have to wait till the end of the episode to hear what those are. So let's dive into the quickie. I switched to natural deodorant, <laughs> bro, seriously. It was a transition. It was hell. It still is a transition. <laughs> Switching to natural deodorant was something I didn't, I was not considering it at all. I was comfortable with my spray on deodorant with all the chemicals on my body. Um, but I found myself trying to find ways to, two things cut out ingredients that I consume in my body as well as ingredients that um, I would suggest or offer that can um, harm the environment, if you will. And so it's not a I cut it all out 100%. No, that's not the case. It's, you know, I'm working towards, you know, reducing those elements. Um, and so, and I, like, as I mentioned in two areas, packaging it's really important. We have to reduce, and I'm trying my best where I can to reduce the use of plastics, plastic water bottles. I try my best not to buy them. Um, also, anything that comes in plastic, right? We have this uh, this obsession with plastic, and I'm trying to find packaging and products that are naturally packed or recycled materials, I should say, and those materials are recycled and can be further recycled. Um, and so that was one of my pillars. And secondly, um, would, you know, which offered me to switch to natural deodorant was the use of the chemicals and how those chemicals affect the body. Um, and so I really wanted to get away from that. And, you know, just all about education and learning. And as I, as I learn more and, and I'm more self-aware of my surroundings, the products I use, the things that I put into my body. I'm just trying to make sure that I am taking care of myself as best I can. And in doing so, I found that deodorant was one way to start that. I also did it with uh, my body wash as well. I mean, I've been a user of every particular product for decades. And I switched to the same company for my deodorant and body wash. Hell, even my toothpaste, I switched because... Here in the United States, we have fluoride in our water. We have fluoride in our toothpaste. And, and in this case, I found there's also sugar in the damn toothpaste. And that literally upset me. I, I don't know. I just went, I was I was very upset that I found that out. And I switched to a natural toothpaste without fluoride, actually, and without sugar. And it's been great. Been using it for a couple of years now, and it's been amazing. Um and we could try to reduce some of these things that we put into our body. Even those things we don't even know that we put in our body. We're just so accustomed and used to doing. So when I switched to the natural deodorant, that experience, if for you guys and girls out there who have done it before, you know what I'm about to say. The BO, the body odor is different. It is very different. <laughs> Um, it takes a while. It took me probably two, maybe even three months for my body to get used to, first of all, to shed all of the chemicals um, um, from under my arms. You know, it just was really bad. 
and you know your body really stores all those chemicals under your armpits, especially if you have like a lot of hair down there. I try to keep it groomed and not as hairy, um, but it's very important for me that I switch. And I went through that process. You know, it's rough for those three months, but you know, working at home also helped. So it enabled me to to switch a lot easier and not have to be around folks while I went through that process. And then understanding the new way to utilize that natural deodorant. I have to apply the deodorant a little bit more frequently. Um, with the previous deodorant I was using, I would spray it on in the mornings. And hell, if I forgot to put deodorant on the next day, it didn't matter because guess what? That chemical was still there. But now with the natural deodorant I'm using, it's not still there. <laughs> the the effect, the lasting effect doesn't last as long. And maybe that's a down product of using a natural deodorant. And I'm fine with that. There's always like a a transition for anything you do, right? Even when I purchased my electric car, you know, there's a tra- there's a downfall of you have to pre-plan sometimes. You have to, if you want to go on a road trip or you want to go somewhere and usually you don't think about uh, putting gas in your car, but, um, you know, you just go and put gas in your car when you need to. Well, with the EV, I have to be more um, prepared in advance for pre-charging the car um, when I want to go on a trip or just in general, like I'm going to work, right? I need to make sure that the car is charged. And so the same thing with do order, right? There's a transition period to understanding that it's going to be different. It's not going to work the same. It's effectively going to do the same, but it's not going to work the same. And so um, switching was a adjustment for me. And, and like I said, it took me several months for my body to shed the chemicals as well as my body to adjust to the new deodorant and then my process of adjusting, you know, and so now instead of applying at night before bed with the spray deodorant, um, I now move to at night and in the morning. And if I'm in high activity moment, I may have to apply it a third time or keep it with me. Right. Um, it's just, you know, just something I am just more aware of and that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm now more happy with the less chemicals under the arm. Also with the packaging, it's all made of paper. And so I can easily just take that that paper carton and discard it. And I am very confident that we can recycle that paper. And in where I live, we do recycle. And so that those things are important to me, the packaging as well as the product chemicals, I'm sorry, the product um, ingredients. And so it was a journey again, but I, I, I recommend if you guys want to go down that route or you you feel a little bit more passionate about like sustainable packaging and trying to reduce some of the chemicals and, and ingredients that you put in your body or on your body, I would offer that you seek out those out there. Um, what type of natural deodorants or natural products, not just the word natural, like actual natural products out there. And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Let's dive into the episode, Money Talk, Money Heights. We're about to dive in ways to help you guys. Seriously, like this is my topic. <laughs> you guys know me. I'm not It's not the money topic, but the planning part of it. I love it. I love to create a plan. I could create a plan on top of a plan on top of a plan. I love to plan. Disclaimer, I am not a financial expert. I am just sharing information from my perspective and strategies that I found to be super, super, super helpful over the years. And they work for me, right? And so I just want to share that with you guys so 
you know, hopefully you are doing the same thing, right? We want to make sure we are all out here, as we would say, striving or thriving, right? We're living our best life, but we're doing it in a way that is sustainable, right? It's not living out on credit or we are now out, you know, overextending ourselves. So I want to start off by saying vision board. I know you heard of it, but do you have any? Do you have any short or long-term goals? If so, what is your specific plan to accomplish or achieve those goals? Do you have a financial plan or do you have a spending plan? Either way, the most effective and efficient way to achieve or accomplish your goal is to make a damn plan. Let's dive into it, shall we? So I don't care if you don't start the plan, to be honest with you. It's just super important that you make a plan. For example, so I use OneNote. I've said this before on my phone and laptop. It helps connect my thoughts wherever I am. I'm out at a happy hour. I'm out at dinner. I'm at the gym. I'm driving. I'm at work. I'm on a call for work. Um, I'm self-care in the morning on the toilet. <laughs> like wherever, Whatever I'm doing, there are times where ideas, information, thoughts come to me. Great. I open up that OneNote. And I have everything organized in a way where it, it's it facilitates, for, you know, for, for easy entry, if you will. And so using that, you know, you guys already know, um, you know, but when you're documenting your plan, it's important to start the best way to start. I mean, like just overall, it's just the ideas you have. Just start just jotting down again. Just jot those ideas down. And over time, you can add details to those ideas. You don't have to have all the details flushed out at that moment. That is something I learned um, to help reduce my stress is I can create an idea and may never revisit. Or I may revisit that idea five years down the line. Just write these ideas down. Put these plans in, on paper or put them on electric paper. <laughs> Put the ideas down. You can add more ideas later. You can even talk to it with some friends. And you can decide or decipher whether you want to continue down that road or not, right? But just write it down. Start with ideas that's going to start to lead it into a larger plan. So I would say when you talk to your friends, make sure you talk to trusted friends who may have knowledge in that particular area. Or you really, you really value their suggestion in that particular area. I know we all have friends and we have friends that are in different areas of our lives. And we, we, we may see some of these friends a little differently or we may even utilize. I hate to say it that way, but our friends a little bit differently, right? We, you know, some friends are more for activities. Some are more for like self-therapy, if you will. Some are just, you know, like a brother or sister to you. Just whatever the case is, right? It's, you know, make sure you seek out the advice of a friend that you trust for that particular topic that you're creating, right? Or, you know, when you, like I said earlier, when you're out and about, something comes up to you, you know, and if and you think, oh, that fits that plan that I started, that fits that idea, or that is a good idea. Let me just jot this down. You got it. Just do it. Add that as a detail. Next bullet. Next bullet. Next bullet. Again, make a damn plan. 
I'm saying it specifically like this because it's important to just get started. So not going to lie to you. You have to do the work, the hard work. It's not going to be easy or fast. For example, uh, I have a friend who posted a photo um, on Instagram, I believe it was. And this photo contained like, um, I'm assuming it was an example of of an idea out there that um, this friend posted. So I won't go into much details about that. But but this example was about a plan or just like if you're spending plan, if you will. So think about like going out like an, an outing event. Like I know I'm about to say something that may hit hard, you know, for some of you guys, but brunch. <laughs> so let's say you headed out for like a night on the town or brunch or hang with some friends and you do this frequently. There's an Uber cost, you know, because you do not want to drink and drive. So you want to protect yourself and ensure that you're using the ride share. And that may cost you $20 each way. Um, you have food that you pay for um, and drinks. You may pay for your friends. You may pay for each other. And so now overall for that night out on the town for everything, food, drinks, cost of travel, even outfit, you may be in upwards of $200 that particular night and if you a person who goes out often and you travel often or not travel you you are hanging out this can add up to thousands of dollars an example that my friend posted online was um if you did this every weekend which is um 52 weekends um saturday and sunday which is two days this example was twenty one thousand dollars of hanging outside or being outside or eating out 21,000. And if you buy a house 5% down on the $450,000 home, depending on your, your credit score, that's your down payment right there. So there are ways in which we can save. We just have to look at our expenses and understand our environment. And it's almost like you have to micromanage it a little bit. Understanding where your money is going how you utilizing the money and then you set plans in place again everything is about a plan put a plan in place so as i mentioned before take some time i think i mentioned this on a different episode but take some time to determine the amount of money you spend on non-living expenses so you know what do i spend money on for like grooming or i spend money on for food or for my uh, Sunday fun days or my Friday hanging out with friends, right? Or my eating habits. Where do I spend my money? Entertainment, concerts. Um, where's the money going? Where's the non-living expenses going? Do you have an idea of how much you are spending on a monthly basis? Again, as I said earlier, I'm not a financial expert, but I am a self-proclaimed super organizer. <laughs> And I can say as a when it comes to planning, I'm good at it and I understand the techniques of planning and ways to make planning efficient and better and fit your lifestyle. Now, granted, this is just a generalization that I'm about to cover, but I do want to make it really clear that once you have a clear picture of your monthly non-living expenses, you then can start to set up a way forward. So hear me out. This example, 
there's been many out there that have suggested when you're paying down debt, you usually pay off your highest interest first. And that is true because any type of loan or debt or balance you have out there that have a high interest, if you pay that one off first, you paying less amount of money into interest to that particular lender. But behaviorally, I would say paying off smaller debt first, I think is a better strategy. So remember here, you get the experience of like the immediate triumph. You pay it off one, it's done. Oh, you feel that stress. You feel the release. You don't have that bill anymore. It's done. Now I can move on to the next one because I now feel energized um, and become a little bit more aggressive and get rid of the rest of the debt. And so now you take care of that second one. And that one is paid off. And he's like, oh, shit, this is working. I'm liking this approach. I'm liking this way. It's small wins, easy small wins that can add up to a bigger or even quicker than it would paying off the high interest first. Because a high interest may be a high debt, high balance amount. And so it may take you a longer time to pay that particular debt off versus some smaller debts you can achieve quicker results faster so i know there's a lot of guidance out there that suggests paying off high interest first i will offer for the human psyche for where we are emotionally especially if you if you if that matters to you i would suggest paying off the smaller debts first and then start to pay off the rest but again it all starts with a plan so in this example i'm just mentioning let's say you have five credit cards or five loans and credit cards totaling some dollar amount and the first one is reasonable to pay off you pay that first one off whatever that dollar amount you was paying on that first one use that same amount to pay on the second one along with what you normally would pay on the second one you take care of that second one use the same dollar amount you was paying on that first one and the second one and what you were paying on the third one and pay off the third one and continue that all the way until you finish paying off however much debt you have. I find it to be super helpful, less emotional stress, and you get quicker wins when you pay off debt, in my opinion, in this way. So I just wanted to throw that out there as we about to dive into spending plans. Again, in this episode, I'm all about helping you guys explore steps to create spending plans, financial plans, and then we're going to explore the 50, 30, 20 rule. So I would suggest spending plans to be something on a weekly or monthly basis. And in, in this case, I'm going to probably stick to a monthly base, but it's your, your plan. You set up however you want to set it up, um, whichever, you know, more ideal for you. But I think monthly is more, most ideal in my opinion. So, um, are you taking notes? I'll pause. Make sure you have something that you you're writing this information down. It's important that, you know, we capture or just pause this episode and come back to this point in episode spending plans. Again, this is non-living expenses. And in this in this this type of scenario, I'm going to talk about like creating a monthly spending plan. So this plan can include like grooming. You know, I'm all about getting my hair cut. 
keeping it fresh, um, keeping my braids in a cornrows or whatever I decide I want to do at the moment. But grooming, this is included in this spending plan. Grooming to include haircuts, food to include breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and weekend activities to include hobbies, sports, entertainment, movies, tickets, etc. Gas, EV charging for your car if you don't have gas. All of those items fall in the realm of a spending plan. And so this is stuff that, you know, clothing, gym membership, um, stuff that I, you know, think it's very important that you consider um, in your spending plan. And yes, I said clothing and gym membership. I think those are part of what we have to consider as part of our spending plan. And you can do it and have it so many different ways. There's no one way to do this, right? You can set up an overarching number that you want to stay within. So this gives you the flexibility to maneuver. And some months may be a little bit more than others, but you keep that number a certain um, way. I would offer before you even set up a spending plan, look at what your current output is, right? See what you've been doing for the past three to six months or even a year if you can how much have i spent on grooming food activities gym clothes entertainment gas how much did i spend each month on those categories and if the number is not too bad reduce it by 25 percent. if the number is bad reduce it by 25 percent. find a way it doesn't have to be 25 percent, but i offer 25 percent to be a really good number reduction to start you off and you set yourself with a ceiling again there's a way to be really flexible here you can have a dollar amount threshold or you can say i do not want to spend more than certain amount in each of these categories like you set a specific number for grooming each month you set a specific number for gym or entertainment but overall when you add those up it should fit into a spending plan total these categories are important. Grooming, clothes, activities, gym, entertainment, gas, EV charging. All important when you're establishing a spending plan. Remember, when I say food, that includes groceries. Now, there are some necessities, right? But groceries falls in line of that as with that spending plan as well. So find ways to be creative and find ways to be aggressive. You'll thank me later. Trust me. Because this will become your new monthly spending plan. It will take some period of time to adjust. Trust me, my spending plan has changed many times over the years from super restrictive to even more liberal. But overall, I try to keep it in a specific dollar amount. So I allow myself to be a little more flexible in the spending plan. Um, there is a dollar amount that I set to be my threshold and I try to keep it within. That. And there's times where I've busted right through that damn spending plan and that's fine right? Don't beat yourself up. It happens. But ultimately, you want to stay within that goal month after month, year after year. This is really good techniques. It's really good ideas. This is ways to improve your standing. If you, you know, which, which will help you into this next category of financial planning or establishing a financial plan. So I would say your spending plan can give you more flexibility for a financial plan. And so I'm going to dive into the financial plan 
in his financial plan, I'm going to offer here, you guys, there are three separate plans I would suggest you create. Honestly, a one to three year plan, a five year plan and a 10 plus year plan or even a 10 year plan. Let's say you your retirement stuff is already taken care of or you want to include that in your 10 plus year plan. It's, it's however you want to do it. But I would suggest creating three plans. And these plans, again, can change. These are just setting a threshold. This is not a threshold. These are really setting a, a barrier to help you navigate along the way. And so the first plan is really simple. One to three years is something you want to pay for immediately. Or you want to set up an emergency fund to pay for something now or something that is upcoming. That is what I would consider your one or three year plan ways, you know, to 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 fund something that's more immediate or you want to catch up to an area or sorry, to a dollar amount or to an, an, an investment goal you may have. Something like that is your one to three year plan of your financial plan. Now, I'm not going to go into like specifics on things. You know, we've covered that in many of the other episodes. I would say if you looking for something like for generational wealth building, we did an episode on how to build generational wealth. Um, I offer, you know, we offered up a, a level up your finance today episode, um, episode 23. I think it's a really good one. If you really want to get specifics about that, uh, um, like what ways you want to save, how you want to save. If you want to invest, I would say, you know, I did an episode on stocks to own for life. Episode three, it's a pretty good episode. One of my top episodes out there. Um, saving accounts, don't waste your time. It's another pretty good episode. Episode six, where we covered um, ways to be, uh, to avoid just regular savings account and to invest in other areas that can yield more um, for your money. And also we did episode number nine, which is actually one of my top episodes as well. Frugal financially savvy or cheap um i think those are so i covered a lot of different you know episodes financially out there but here i just want you guys to develop a plan and so in that first one to three year plan is something again that's more immediate that's just something that's upcoming that you want to pay for i would say your five-year plan um that emergency fund plan if you will you're now saving you're testing your limits here right you're testing um a and, and preparing yourself for that long-term financial strategy in this five-year plan you know you may want to buy a home in in the next five years and you're saying okay i spoken to a financial advisor um or i have a specific plan that i crafted over the years and i want to now execute that plan in that savings plan so i want to you know use this next five years as a testing period for my long-term financial strategy and that's perfectly fine i think that's exactly what we should do again it's these are all plans that's put in place now your again your 10-year plus plan you know these plans out here are this i think are designed for long term so in this case you know this could be your long-term investments this can be your roth iras or your regular standard um ira all right roth plans sorry um, your investment plans, your 401ks, uh, your TSPs out there, you know, your 10 plus year plan is the longer picture. You are maybe, you know, up for retirement in the next 10 to 15 years. Hopefully not <laughs> listening to this podcast at this point. You know, hopefully you've already taken care of this 10 years ago. But let's say, you know, you want to start preparing for a transition or a move to a different city. 
and you, you're not ready right now, but you're thinking, you know, in the next 10 to 15 years, you may want to move somewhere, right? Or you may want to downsize your home and you want to put a plan in place where, or you want to move into a larger home. You're not ready right now, but you know, you're seeking out options and opportunities. And so you put a plan in place and this financial plan, I think is critical to a long-term planning again. So what I'm suggesting here is under these financial plans, you have a specific goal in mind and then you do the work. You speak to a professional financial advisor to help specifically navigate and find the tools and options and services to help you reach those goals. But I can offer you in your plan development, have a target in mind that it could be a dollar amount or it could be to pay for something or to do something or to have something. However, or wherever it is, just ensure that you have a plan in place with a goal in mind. All right. So lastly, I do want to cover the 50, 30, 20 rule. I heard this a while ago and I really never really looked into it. It was just something that, again, I jotted down in my OneNote and I said, I'll always come back to this and look at, look at it. And I was like, okay, I never did, but I think it's really <laughs> interesting. It's a really simple way to, um, to budget, right? So the 50, 30, 20 rule is, I would say the easiest way to budget because it helps divide your income into three simple categories needs wants and savings needs wants and savings think about 50 percent goes to your needs 30 percent for your wants and 20 percent for your savings and i'm gonna tell you if you're saving 20 percent annually monthly that's pretty goddamn impressive pretty impressive and really good and I want to applaud you for doing that. That is really outstanding. So let's dive into the 50 for your needs. What specifically am I talking about when I say 50? And when I'm talking about your needs, these are the non-negotiables, right? Your rent, your mortgage, your electricity, your gas, your water. You know, these are things you have to pay for your transportation, your health care, any loans you may have. Well, not any loans, I should say like living expenses loans your insurances for your car or your health, as I mentioned. Um, those are like your your basics, things you need to live. And so those will fall under your 50. So you break your budget down monthly, for example, and 50% goes to your expenses. These are you have to pay for, right? And the 30%, your wants are stuff like dining out, Clothing, holidays, gym memberships, entertainment, groceries, other than your essentials like the, you know, the other groceries out there. Now, that 30% that wants, remember earlier I talked about spending plan? Well, there you go. This is a way for you to make sure you stay within that 30% if you're using the 50-30-20 rule. And then lastly, 20% is something you stash away for your savings. Again, for emergencies, down payments, long-term planning all of it right we talked about like financial plans and this is a way to help achieve that type of financial plan specific plans that you want to put in place to achieve a specific goal 
And so that 20%, which I, again, is really good if you can save 20% each month. Um, and this is something that you're paying yourself. This is, think about it. It's just 20% you're paying to yourself. It's not going anywhere else. So if you have like $2,000 um, you bring it in um, and you put in 20% of that, that's $400 that's going into your savings every month. That's 5000 a year. That's pretty good. Now, if you can do more than 20% or if your income is more than this, this example here, still hit 20%, put whatever that dollar amount, 8,000, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 away every year, do so. So again, it's very simple. The 50, 30, 20 rule is a way for you to help um, calculate your expenses and particularly cal calculate expenses after taxes. So this is after all of the, you know, your other expenses, like your health, your, um, your contribution to your retirement and your health care and, all other contributions that you have to pay wherever country you live in. Um, I think it's important that you, you know, if you want something really simple and um, simple, hey, dive into the 50, 30, 20 rule. I think it can be super helpful for everyone. Again, spending plans, super important. Do your work, do the research, understand how much money I spend monthly on the different categories we covered create a dollar amount that is super aggressive but that you are confident that you can achieve because you want to have that positive reinforcement that i can achieve that can achieve that goal create financial plans for specific needs i will again offer the three five and ten years and then ultimately if you have no plans out there try the 50 30 20 rule create looking at your income your monthly income after taxes and bend your expenses and your lifestyle into those three categories and see if it works. You will thank me later. <laughs> hey guys, uh, thanks again for joining me. Uh, Money Talk Money Heist, super excited about planning. You guys know that. Um, remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Peace.